Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Hi, Niall. I work in a large call centre in Dublin. And although many of the staff were back in work since last month, I only returned yesterday with the rest of the staff. There's still about 10% of the staff working remote as part of a phased return, and they'll be all back next month. And the return was fair, and it was done on a lottery basis for those like myself who were not too keen on returning. I'm fully vaccinated, and so are all my family, including my two children. And we are all fully compliant with all the guidelines. The first thing that struck me when I returned was the amount of staff, and there's about 250 people back in work on two floors of the building, um, and this is the largest amount of people I've been in the presence with in, in over these 18 months as I've avoided crowded areas as advised by the government. I was wearing my mask and noticed that very few people were. In fact, I only spotted two others actually wearing a mask. My other concern was the fact that I heard two of the girls in the canteen who seemed to have no, uh, which seemed to have no limits for capacity. This was the canteen, obviously. And they were talking about vaccines and how they were not getting it and blabbed, blabbed, blabbed on about the usual conspiracy theories. I went to my line manager with my concerns and he told me masks were not a company policy and I was welcome to wear one, but it was a personal decision, which I think is outrageous. I believe everybody should be wearing them. Also, I was told that they were within the law as far as capacity is concerned. And there is nothing they can do to resolve uh, the fact uh, that it will get more crowded next month when more staff returns. Finally, he said that the company does not ask vaccination status and does not discriminate based on status and can't. And that my concerns were unfounded and I genuinely felt I was being fobbed off. I'm now looking at everybody wondering who is vaccinated and who is not and who I should avoid. I'll be honest now, I'm extremely anxious, maybe a little bit over anxious. And yes, I had, I had a near panic attack in work because of all this. Surely the unvaccinated should be left at home working remotely so they don't put the rest of us at risk. And surely everybody should be forced to wear a mask, particularly in a busy factory or a busy call centre like ours. I think employers should be able to ask who has been vaccinated to protect workers because everybody has a social responsibility to do the right thing. Can you please ask your listeners, have they had the same issues? Now, well, should employers have the right to ask? And do you have a right to know? Well, according to the law, you don't. And according to the experts, people who are fully vaccinated carry the same amount of viral load as those who are unvaccinated. So that doesn't mean making an awful lot of difference. This is according to Oxford University, by the way, in the study of the Delta variant. But a leading business representative group has said employers should be allowed to ask if employees are vaccinated before deciding if they can return to offices, saying businesses will be acting irresponsibly if they fail to do so. And this is Ismay, by the way, the Irish Small and Medium Enterprise Association. They issued a call, despite the civil liberties groups, warning it could discriminate against unvaccinated people in breach of their rights. And the Office of Data Protection Commission saying that people do not have to reveal their private health information. According to the data commissioner, you do not have to tell your employer. So if your employer walks up to you tomorrow and said, uh, do you have vaccination? Uh, vaccination? You don't have to tell them. You are not obliged. If you want to tell them, you can. You're perfectly entitled to tell them if you want to. If you're proud of it and you want to say, yep, I'm double jumped, you can tell them if that's what you want to do. But if you don't want to tell them, they have no right to push you any further on the issue. But this is the point he's making. He wants to know, should you have the right to know? If you're working in a busy office, should you have the right to know? And he also wants to make masks mandatory in busy offices or call centres or whatever it is where there's a lot of people. He's clearly quite anxious. Um, but is he right? Should he have a right to know? The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Let me know if you believe your employer, and indeed you, should have 
the right to know. All right, the number's 87 So just to give you a little bit of an update again, so this guy goes back to work. Only 10% of the staff are still working remotely. There seems to be about 250. It's at the call centre, with the sounds of things, in Dublin. And he was a bit anxious because he, you know, he said he's double-jabbed, he's followed the guidelines, so have all his family. He's even vaccinated his two kids. So obviously, he's concerned about COVID-19, as many people are. And he went back to work, and he, his first concern was nobody was wearing a mask apart from him and a couple of others. His other concern was there was too many people in the canteen at one time. His other concern was there was too many people back at work because he hadn't been used to large crowds, you know, the last 18 months. And his final concern was he wants to know who's vaccinated and who's not. And his employers told him, I don't have the right to ask that question to people, which they don't, by the way, legally. That that was clarified during the week uh, by legal experts and uh, by the uh, data commissioner. You don't have the right to ask if you're an employer. So... He wants to know, firstly, should he have the right to know? But can you understand why he's so anxious? And then people, look, there is a thing that a lot of people returning to work now for the first time, they, there are some people who are going to be very anxious. I couldn't care less. My job, I've been in work every day for the last 18 months. I haven't been out of it. Myself and Ashton and Ruth and yeah, some of the staff have been here every single day. So, you know, I don't have that thing of going back to working with people again. But Susan, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Susan? Hi, Niall. Thanks for taking the call. Susan, can you understand why he's anxious? Um, the way I see it is, if, if you wear the mask or if you have been vaccinated, why would you worry about somebody else? If you feel that that vaccination is going to work for you and going to keep you safe, why would you be worried about people around you? Mm. I, I probably would argue the same thing, but I suppose there's a psychological element to this, isn't there, where people, and we were hearing this all the time, but the government have created that in some sense by yeah. suggesting that only vaccinated people can go into restaurants. So they've kind of, yeah. they've put it out there that there's a difference, haven't they? Yeah, well, they have all, like, but it's, it's an awful lot of scaremongering as well, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you go into a restaurant, you're, you, you know, you're able to sit down, you're eating a meal, you don't have your mask on, you get up to walk from like less than two feet probably to go to the toilet, you put the mask on. Like, I mean, how does COVID know that you're actually sitting at a table? It's not going to transmit while you're sitting there with no mask on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, there, was re- there was research in, in relation to that in the UK and they found that there was, and in relation to unvaccinated versus vaccinated, that's why they didn't go down this road in the UK. And they did a U-turn on it. Uh, the evidence showed that it makes no difference to case numbers. That's insane. Well, like, but, uh, so, but, I, but I suppose what it, from a government point of view, look, I don't personally agree with them and, and everybody knows that, but in saying that their idea was it's to try to a slow return to normal, I suppose. Now, I know on October 22nd, they're supposed to be lifting that, uh, you know, vaccinated, unvaccinated restaurant business anyway uh, on October 22nd. So that'll be all gone. We all hope. And people well, we won't hope. be treated differently. But so yeah. the point is, that's why people have that in their head, because the government have told them they're different. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an awful lot of, you know, people really don't know what to believe. You hear one side of the story all the time. I know, maybe I know. It's, it's hard for people. It is out. hard. And they do get scared. And you can, I, I can feel it for, you know, the older people, because they're absolutely terrified. You know what I mean? Uh, they don't seem to want to go out anywhere. I know from my own mother, she's not vaccinated. She's 92. And, she's not you know, vaccinated and she's 92? Yes, yeah. Okay, and she, did she make that decision herself? Well, I suppose we're all not vaccinated in the family. We decided, like, you're, you have an immune system, you know, you look after yourself. Okay, you so the, you've, you've made that personal choice. That's, yeah. that's okay. And that's your, that's your own said, personal choice. Yeah, we just kind of, we didn't force it. We said, like, when the doctor Are you called, an, I, Do you consider yourself, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Susan, but do you consider yourself, I know some people see it as, a, as a, some sort of defamatory name, but do you consider yourself an anti-vaxxer? 
No, I don't. I just, like, when you think about it, like, there's so much information, you know, still to come out about these jabs that we don't hmm. know what we're Okay, and would you have got previous vaccinations? Like, I would have, yes, yeah. I would have. So, so you would have got HPV, well, if you had a teenage yeah. daughter, or you would have got, you know, all the other childhood vaccinations and you would yeah, have no issue with all would. those. Have you yeah. ever got the flu vaccine? No, I've never okay. taken that. No, okay. no, um, and neither has my mother because she. Oh, she did. She took about four or five years ago, and she was very sick, and she said she'd never take it again. I, I know, I know somebody, an older woman who yeah. took it and got very sick, and she said she wouldn't very take sick, it again. Yeah. Mind you, that doesn't happen to everybody. But it no, doesn't it say, doesn't, no, yeah, no. okay. So it's you, but can you understand? Okay, you come from a different side of the argument, and that's fair enough. I mean, you had you're entitled to your view and your opinion on it, and it's your life and your responsibility, right, to live your yeah. life as you feel accordingly, right? But can you understand his anxiety because obviously he feels different to you. Um, I suppose I can. I, I see where he's come from because he's back in like a crowded room. He hasn't been there for a long time, you know, so he's going to be a bit nervous of people around him. But really, if he just thinks about the situation, if his vaccination is doing the job for him, he shouldn't really have to worry about anything. Mm. Well, of course, I'm looking here by the way, and they they spoke about this, by the way, people who are fully vaccinated, and this is factual information, uh, are, are fully vaccinated, carry the same amount of coronavirus as unvaccinated yeah, yeah. people, according to the people at Oxford University, and they should know best. According yeah, to them, yeah. they say the Delta variant wipes out the viral load reduction uh, in the vaccines, and they all said instead of even the fully jabbed carry high levels of the virus if they are infected and also more likely to be symptomatic than vaccinated people who uh, picked up the alpha infection. So, in other words, the point, the difference they're pointing out is that somebody who is unvaccinated and gets infected are more likely to show symptoms. That's the only difference. But yeah, you're yeah. silly but can pass say, it on. Well, Look, to me, it's a really bad flu. I have seen people with... Well, in, in, in fairness, Susan, Susan, before we go into it, for those people who did die, it wasn't yeah. a really bad flu. No. So, now, yeah, and I do understand people die of the flu as well, by the way. I'm, oh, I'm aware yeah, of that. Yeah. But I think to compare the two... I mean, we have to understand there is a higher mortality rate in a particular course, cohort yeah. of people, a uh, particular age group more so than anything That's else right. yeah, yeah. with this yeah. particular virus. It and is a dangerous virus. Protected. The older people and people with, you know, underlying conditions definitely need to be protected and they can understand that, that, you know, you'd have to be very careful around people like that. Yeah. But I'm saying nine times out of ten, if you have a good immune system and you're taking your vitamins to boost your immune system, you know, you'll get it and please God, you'll get over it. It's 99 point what? Whatever it is, yeah. 8% chance. That's okay, well, and, and that's your choice, of course, to do that as well. Let me just go to Phil. Uh, Phil, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you doing, Phil? Hi, Niall. How are you getting on? Good, Phil. Okay, so, I mean, Susan believes, you know, his anxiousness is, is unwarranted and he doesn't have the right to know who's vaccinated and who's not vaccinated. None of his bloody business. Uh, what do you think? I think the very same. It's none of his business. And I think his only problem is that he doesn't want to go back to work. He wants to work at home. So if he causes enough problems, he can say, well, I'm not working here with those people and I'm not doing this. But if he's so good, if he's so sure about his vaccination and getting his children vaccinated, then what's he worried about? Exactly. Mm. I, I, I kind of find it hard to argue with both of you in relation to that aspect of it, because, of course, that's, that's what we're told. Vaccinations mm-hmm. will reduce the level of symptoms. But I suppose his argument is, is that there's a level of complacency within his business. Like he's, he said, it's very busy. There's no limits to people at the canteen. There's no masks, you know, and he said well, the boss he said... he keeps his mask on, well, then what's he got to worry about? The mask supposed to protect you. So what's he got to worry about if he feels people are walking around with no masks on? Well, then that's their choice. He has his mask on. The mask is protecting him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Phil, but I mean, I mean, do you believe employers should have the right to know, Phil, if somebody's vaccinated or unvaccinated? Legally, they don't um, at the moment. To be honest with you, Niall, no, I don't. And I'm not um, an activist in any way, but I'm very for our humane rights and our, you know, humanitarian rights. 
it seems that everybody else are getting their humanitarian rights in this country except the Irish themselves. And I, I don't believe in, for one second, about people's rights being taken away from them, unduly being forced into taking these injections. And we know COVID was there. We know it's another flu. COVID is the umbrella name for flus. So we also know... Well, co- no, coronaviruses. Corona, yeah, not COVID. Yeah, COVID is a particular virus, which, which obviously has a slight... I have to keep correcting you. It has a higher mortality rate, but go on. Okay, higher mortality. You're dead right there, 100%. But at the same time... The only thing that's killing people in that coronavirus is, is the pneumonia. And pneumonia has been around for donkey's years. Yeah, but that, but obviously pneumonia is brought on. With, with, I mean, a lot of people get sort of pleurisy or pneumonia or but usually before COVID uh, when influenza came along. And the same thing happens with COVID. But if you don't get COVID, you're not going to get those other things as well. So the point is, I'm not suggesting for a minute that everybody has died, died directly of COVID-19. Yeah. But certainly it was a contributing factor in many of their deaths. There's no doubt about that. I agree with you to a certain degree, and um, I disagree to another degree. Number one... Are you, va- by the way, are you vaccinated, Phil? I had no other choice with my job. Oh, you... If you, I had my way, I would have said no to that vaccine. Do you work in healthcare? I do, yes. Okay, right, so you, you kind of felt you had to. I had no other choice to a certain degree, you know what I mean? Um, and it, we were supposed to have our, our, our rights, or have our, I suppose, our free will of choice. Well, that's all been taken away with this COVID. Well, I see. I see. In France, over the weekend, three thousand healthcare workers were suspended for not getting vaccinated. Yeah, and do you think that's fair? That's not no. one bit fair. You know, they, they're going to follow the guidelines. We follow the guidelines, and we follow them rigidly, strictly. You know, even when we're at home with our families and, and big gatherings, and we've done all of that because of the people that we support, and we we follow the guidelines. And now we have other people coming along and saying, well, I'm not going to work with you if you haven't this done, and I'm not going to do that. And to me, that's all excuses, because I never stopped or ceased working through the whole COVID. And I, I'm not saying me now, big, big me or anything like that. There was a lot of other, my other colleagues that never stopped. Mm-hmm. Was there a sense of fear in us? Of course there was. Were we working with different people, relief people and this and that? Of course we were. But we still went in because of the people we supported. Not of being a nosy person. Is he vaccinated? Why isn't he wearing a mask? If the guy doesn't want to use the canteen, go and bring in his lunch and sit in his car. Okay, stay there for a second, both of you. Let me just go to uh, Dave. Oh, well, let me just switch you on here, Dave. I do apologise. Sorry, Dave, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Dave? Sorry, folks. Okay, Dave, you can understand why he's anxious. Yeah, of course. I mean, Jesus Christ, guys. The last 18 months has just been bad news on bad news on bad news on bad news. You know, we're told at the start of all this tens of thousands of people were going to die and you know it was almost like the second coming of the black death like so mm-hmm. and i mean if he's been working from home he's probably been limited his contact with other people but he did you know, say he did say that that he hasn't been anywhere with that many people in a long time you see that's what i mean he's been basically been living in a kind of an insulated a bubble, bubble. So I, I don't really blame the guy for being a bit freaked out you know what i mean mm-hmm. like getting back out there and getting in contact with people again is probably being a bit jarring for, for most of us yeah, you know trying to, to get back to normal yeah sorry Susan if he's wearing his mask what's the problem if he the mask is supposed to be what well, so they tell us is keeping us all safe so if he's in work and he feels that but worried, see it's easy yeah, yeah but Susan it's easy because you think like Susan I think like Niall Dave thinks like Dave and, and Phil thinks like Phil that's easy for you to say but he's obviously thinking a different way, whereby he's one of those people who's extremely anxious about COVID-19 uh, over the last 18 months. And as Dave rightly said, you couldn't but be anxious like when you listen to all the bad news after bad news, certainly for the yeah. first 12 months of this. So, I mean, yeah, and, he's been, and he's been working at home as well on top of that, Phil. 
And it's not even that as well, but you like think of it like we've been just information overload for the last 12 months. You know, you have this group of scientists says one thing, this group of scientists says another thing. Uh, you know, this website is pushing out false information. This website is going against the false information. You, you know, like there are so many sources for information. And nowadays, you know, you imagine like, like we've the, the access to the sum total knowledge of all of, you know, human history in the palm of our hands nowadays. And it's so hard sometimes to actually find out what's real, what's not real. There's a lot of misinformation out there that is so cleverly disguised, you think it's real news. And this guy's been at home the whole time. He's probably worried about his kids. He's worried about his family. Like, I don't think it's fair to just immediately turn on the guy and say, oh, you're a gobshite, hop on. Like, like people are ready to kill each other as it is. We need to kind of... I know. I did, I did, I, there was an article in the Irish Independent yesterday about workers having a pop at each other in businesses over, you know, the last few days. And, you know, I think we all need to start getting on. I mean, Stephen points out as well, uh, Stephen Kiernan says to me, he says, now, would you please stop spreading incomplete information? Uh, not misinformation, but incomplete information. Well, Stephen, I don't have the time to read out the whole bit of research, but however, I just read at the top line of the story from Oxford University. He says, yes, the research does show that the viral load of the Delta variant and vaccinated and unvaccinated is similar. Well, they say it's nearly exactly the same. Anyway, however, the same research also shows the length of time of transmissible viral load is present is far less in a vaccinated person. You keep leaving out this key point. But I, I, I think when I'm, I'm looking at the key point here, and I'm, I'm okay, let me just have a quick look at what it says towards the end there. I can find it here. Uh, maybe say, instead, even the fully jab carry high levels of the virus if they are infected and are also more likely to be asymptom or symptomatic than vaccinated people. And I did mention that, Stephen, by the way, uh, who picked up the alpha infection. The results suggest those who are fully jabbed could be as capable of passing on COVID as the unvaccinated. Now, that's the article I'm just reading there from the, I think it was the Irish Times of the Independent. And the point is, I get the point you're making. And people who are unvaccinated are more likely to show symptoms. But if somebody is showing symptoms, I suggest people just avoid them. Somebody's yeah, coughing, yeah, you, farting all over the place. And then, but ah. you see what I mean? You see what I mean as well? In like the last 12 months, everybody has become an expert in immunology, virology, oh, yeah. epidemiology. Oh, yeah. Any, any gobshite with access to the internet now, you know, thinks they, they know more than somebody who's spent 10 plus years of their life studying to get a, a degree, a master's, a PhD, what have you, in a particular field. Well, I think think what's more concerning over the last 18 months, and we're not going to do deeply, but you have any amount of immunologists and epidemiologists, particularly who are probably appearing on television on a regular basis, probably making a large substantial amount of money, by the way, over the last 18 months. But a lot of them have different views and a different, I mean, when people say that's a fact, it's not a fact. It's basically a piece of scientific information that has a hypothesis, but a different scientist might have a different hypothesis on that same bit of information. So everything is not just a fact, and there's different views by different scientists, and I think that confuses the general public in general, and it divides yeah, it people. And, and also, to be fair, for a scientist to really come up with like a, a dead hard fact and say, this is an actual fact, it takes years to compile and collate your data, have it peer reviewed by um, you know other scientists and stuff. You don't just come up with an answer. To I'll, I'll give you the most months. interesting piece, right? So for for months we've been told about long COVID in children, right? And that was a concern mm. about long COVID. Now the ONS, the Office of National Statistics in the UK, released all the data in relation to long COVID, and they're saying, and it was the article in the Irish Independent the other day, although many people didn't see it, it's not of concern at all, and in fact. In the control group, which for people who don't know what that means is, so they would survey 2,000 parents of children who had COVID and they might survey, say, 2,000 of children who didn't have COVID. In the control group of those who didn't have COVID, more people showed symptoms. 
So, in yeah. other words, that just shows to show you how statistics can skew information. In other words, the people who didn't even have COVID at all, if they said to the parents, now, did little Johnny, after he had COVID-19, did he um, have a headache or would he have felt a bit lethargic every now and again? So, Oh, well, I know. Come here to me. Look, my youngster was out of school there for the last week because he had a chest infection. Yeah. So what I'm saying to you is in the control group, more actually said they had more than two symptoms, I think it was, in the control group than they did in in a particular age category than they did in the people who actually had COVID. So it's hard for people to understand information when it's been put out like that. But also when you're doing it this time of the year when kids are going back to school, kids pick up, this time of the year, kids going back to school always get sick anyway. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think we, we need to start trying to get along with each other. I mean... The powers that be didn't exactly uh, do us any favors by bringing in this all vaccine passport shit. You know, like that no, that that I, that's what I said to Susan at the start. That was basically the you know, and they didn't do it in the UK. I'm glad to see, but but what they they've essentially done was said to people, vaccinated and unvaccinated are different, and and yeah, like and I, that's not good for society to divide people. I have friends who got vaccinated. I have family members who got vaccinated. I have friends who didn't get vaccinated. I couldn't care less. The way I just see it is, is you do you. I'll do me, and we'll get on like a house on fire. Okay, listen, I have to take a break. On that note, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 87 Now, are you vaccinated? Oh, for Jesus' sake, I've said it a million times on the air. Of course I am. Lisa, good afternoon to you. You're in Ireland's classic hits. Lisa, you, you, Hello, you understand you? why he's a bit anxious, do you? I do, actually, because I'm kind of the same myself now. Right, okay, um, okay. Do you know now when COVID came out and we were all told, get the vaccine, you'll all be grand, it'll be the be-all and end-all of everything. Yeah. The so magic, the I silver thought, bullet is what we were told. Yeah, this is the yeah, silver bullet. And then yeah, it took me four times to make an appointment to get that because I didn't want to put it into my body. I've never even gotten the flu injection. Right. But I just felt, well, if the doctor told me I'd be safer because I do have underlying health issues. Okay. So I decided to go away and get it after all. But then roll on two weeks ago there, I heard on the news, on RT, at, on the evening news, and it said, um, what did it say? It said 50% of the people that were in um, hospital at the moment with COVID um, were double vaxxed and that's no frightening to be okay. let, let, Let's put that into context, Lisa, for you, right? Yeah. Because if you look at, say, um, people in ICU, for example, you will find yeah. that the people in ICU, there are very there, there would be rare that was somebody who's vaccinated would be in ICU. It does happen, but, but it's rare, yeah. okay? Yeah. When they say people in hospital are, you know, positive with COVID-19 or vaccinated, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the reason they're in hospital. Like, say, for example, you fell and broke your leg tomorrow and yeah. you're double vaccinated. You go yeah. into hospital. They will always test you for COVID-19 when you go into hospital. All right. And then you yeah. could be COVID positive. You might even yeah. know it. So you yeah. go down then in the statistics as a person who's double vaccinated and has COVID-19. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Now, I do. So, but, but unfortunately <laughs> for people who are unvaccinated, the symptoms might be greater. Now, I agree with you, and I think most people know at this stage, including the experts, the vaccines are not as good as they thought they were going to be. And I think we can all agree with that. No, but what they are doing is the vaccines are preventing people from getting very sick. Some people will still get very sick with the vaccines, by the way, but they're preventing most from getting very sick with the vaccine. So it has reduced the amount of people who are dying and the amount of people who end up in hospital. Yeah. So from that point of view, are you, you, do you go out? Are you still going out and what have you? I, I'll be honest with you, you know, I normally do my shopping on a Tuesday and this week it took me until Saturday to get the gumption up to go down for the shopping. Ah, Lisa. And I'm just dreading the thought of Christmas coming. And you know now, like when the um, restrictions, I suppose, are relaxed and if they take away the two-metre rule in the shops. Like, um, I, will you, I'm with, so you, you, you'll... I'm going to be scared shitless. 
I, but Lisa, here's the thing, right? Before COVID-19 came along, there was millions of little things flying around in the air. There's bacteria, there's all sorts of viruses. And, you know, yeah. your body is a wonderful, amazing piece of equipment that has a wonderful immune system. Now, I know you said you have underlying conditions. You've had yeah. your vaccines. There's nothing more you can do. And you have to start living your life. I mean, there's a risk to living, isn't there? I mean, everybody, she could be hit by a bus tomorrow. There is, I know. But and then, you, you know what? You probably have more chance of being hit by a bus or hit by a car than getting COVID and dying. I know. <laughs> so so it, you've, you've done everything you can do. You've done what the government have asked you to do. You've done what yeah. health experts have told you to do. Get back out and live your life, Lisa. I know, I can't, mate. I can't. I just, I swear to God, now I'm just so Scared, I really am. And um, but take I your own personal precautions. Man. I mean, if you're if you're going into a shop, let's say they get rid of masks before Christmas, which I don't think they will, by the way. But I let's say they do. Nice. That's I what I'm saying. You still mine. wear yours, then. You still, if you're anxious, yeah. you wear your one. I will. And you keep I your will. distance if you want to keep your distance. But what I'm saying to you is, you need to get back out and live your life a little bit, Lisa, because you don't want to get to seventy years of age and look back and say I spent years of my life hibernating. <laughs> I know. You know. You know what I mean. It's true, I know. And don't be worried about Christmas. Cheapers. It's only Let's September. Think of all the crowds in the shop now, Nile. Yeah. That's what frightens the life out of me. It does. Yeah, I mean, and, Christmas yeah. is something to look forward to. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Lisa. Don't yeah. be don't be worried about things like that. I know. I just, I can't lose the fear. I can't. I wish I could. I just can't. I'm just scared. And do you think yeah. the media are responsible for that fear that you have? Yeah, I suppose I tuned in every night, you see, to listen to it. And um, the more I tuned in, I suppose, the more afraid I, I became, you mm. know. And did you ever hear, did you ever listen to anything else that might have told you, well, that's not as much of a concern? Or did you ever look into the, the figures of yourself? Would you be that way inclined that you would look into things a little bit more? Like you mentioned to me at the start there that you heard and mentioned on the news that, you know, as many people with vaccinations were in hospital as those are not. But did you look into those figures then and see, well, actually, the ones that have the vaccinations are not really sick. They're only in there because of something else, maybe. And they happen to test well, COVID positive. You didn't look into that. I didn't, because, you know, the way I'd look at it now, Nigel, you know, when it was reported that, um, I suppose, people that had COVID that died, and then they were saying afterwards, but they might have had other conditions. Like, yeah, underlying conditions, yeah. Yeah, I'd still fear, okay, if you had a heart condition, you could live for 20 years with a heart condition if you were Oh, right I know, of course, absolutely, but yeah. I put it down then that, well, it was the COVID that killed but, you. But, but yeah, but, where, but look that's at... That's I think that But Lisa, look at the facts. How old are you, by the way? Um, 55. You're only a young woman. You're 55 years of age. You're not even in the high-risk category, right? Okay, you have an underlying condition. Think of it logically this way. The chances yeah. of you getting COVID-19 and dying, Lisa, are so small that you, you can't not live your life because of that. Otherwise, you should be worried about everything for the rest of your life. Now, if you were 80 or something like that, I'd say, I can understand why you're a bit more concerned because that's the age group that seems to be more affected. But Lisa, you have to get out and live your life. I know. I know. And I'm sorry, Lisa, that you feel like that. I really am. And I do understand. I'm, I am empathising with you genuinely. I do feel sorry for you that, you, live, that you feel like that. You need to stop watching that news. That's what you need, that's what you need to stop doing, I know, Lisa. I do. I, I stopped for a while, to be honest. I really did. And uh, I just tuned out because I just felt it was driving me up the wall. Well, look, speaking of news, I've got to go into news now. Lisa, it's been lovely talking to you, OK? And look forward to Christmas. Happy Christmas, Lisa. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.